You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Fort Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. And welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz with your host Kelly Patrick. I am Carlo Kellum. Lots of sporting news going on this weekend. Uh, college football, NFL, even some NBA news. But the biggest news of the day Lane Kiffin is out at USC. Just as he snuck out of the night of Tennessee, he got snuck out of USC overnight as he was informed on his charter plane home that he would not be returning this week as the head coach of the USC Fighting Trojans. I'll relate this to the our previous hour, with the knockout hour, where Carlo and I discussed Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who has gotten to where he is now because he's talented, but in large part, he's been marketed and... He has the same name as the greatest fighter in the history of Mexico, his dad. Um, I'll say Lane Kiffin got the Raiders head coaching job, got all the jobs he's gotten because his dad, Monty Kiffin, really created the Tampa 2 and is one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of the sport. So we have two, I guess you say prima donna young guys, and they're just underperforming. Lane Kiffin gets fired. Not surprising, but it's huge news. Yeah, I, I, actually, I'm surprised by it being yeah this time of the season that he's fired. You know, we're just basically midway through the season. They're three and two right now. Uh, took a huge loss last night to Arizona. I mean, that was just bad. I mean, they got blasted. No, you know, they they, they played no defense, and, and you know, he brought in the Clancy Pendergrass guy to save his job as the defensive coordinator when his dad Monty left back for the NFL. You know, they always had a problem sp- uh, defending the spread offense in the Pac-12 which is the reason why he bought in Clancy Pendergrass to save his job, but it doesn't look like it worked out too well. well. Is that karma? I mean, you know, what he did at Tennessee, sneaking out overnight, you know, and then uh, taking the USC job from Pete Carroll uh, when Pete Carroll left. But I, I, this is what— I guess so, yeah. you got to say this. This is what hurt him. If they would have gave him the checkbook like they gave Pete Carroll, he wouldn't be in the situation. They should have opened up the checkbook like they did for Pete Carroll. They let Pete Carroll write the checks. They should have let Lane Kiffin write some checks and get some star players in. Well, you know that Pete, that uh, Lane Kiffin was involved on the staff that was writing those checks back in the day. Yes, he was. So he, right. he, who knows? Maybe he was writing the checks and he just couldn't get it together on the field. They had talent. People still want to play for USC and go to Hollywood. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think last year when Matt Barkley came back, that was supposed to be the year to went to go back to the national championship, and it didn't work out too well. And didn't but, work out at all. It was a disappointing senior season for Matt Barkley, who probably wish he would have went pro the year before after his junior year. I mean, it's just it's USC, you know. There's a high standard to live up to. You got to win at, at, at a job like that. And honestly, Lane Kiffin, uh, until what his first or second year at USC, he's never won before. Like you said, he never won at USC at uh, Oakland. He was terrible. He was terrible at Tennessee. His first and only year there. I mean, I don't understand how you how he kept getting jobs. Yeah, that, that's really the question. It's not, um, you know, I, I think you could almost say it's unfair to have Al Davis. And I guess you would say some strange move of desperation mm-hmm. brought Kiffin up and, and just hired him as a head coach out of nowhere. People knew his name, but they didn't know him as a coach. Uh, Al Davis had done that previously, I think, with guys like Mike Shanahan, mm-hmm. um, you know, John Madden even. So he thought that he could hire the youngest coach in the NFL and that he would all of a sudden be good when in reality, Kiffin didn't have any merit to it. All of a sudden you have NFL experience 
It's easier to get a head coaching gig at a big college football program if you've coached the pros. Young guys like that. Good point, yeah. And so then he gets on well, at Tennessee, and then he shows his true colors and just... I mean, if you're a Volunteers fan, you are laughing. Oh, oh yeah, they you are, are loving right this. Now. They are the happiest fans in the world right now. They've got a good coach, uh, too. Butch Jones, I, I think Tennessee's heading in a good direction. I don't know. They struggled yesterday against South Alabama, which I was kind of, uh, you know, uh, kind of, you know, I thought Tennessee had a pretty pretty good squad once they blew out WKU. And then the struggle against a team like South Alabama last night, that was, uh, you know, I don't know. We, we have to see how the rest of the season goes for them. I thought they were an SEC threat up until yesterday. Yeah, they're not doing that great this year, I guess. You're right. They, they're 3-2. They're and two. Um, on, a, on a local note, Louisville had an off week. Kentucky lost to Florida 24-17. And the streak continues. Uh, Western Kentucky beat Navy on, I think it was Army Appreciation Day yesterday, 19-7. The same Navy team that beat the hell out of Truth's Hoosiers. Where is Truth? It's two weeks in a row, we still haven't had a Truth sighting. Indiana, Truth's Indiana Hoosiers, um, you know, they, they uh, were off. Yesterday. They needed they, it after last week's loss. <laughs> they play against Penn State next Saturday at noon. Big game. Um, Kentucky plays <laughs> against South Carolina next Saturday at 8.30 p.m. Louisville at Temple next Saturday. So Louisville's definitely got the easiest, um, and everybody knows that. Yeah, I see how many touchdowns Teddy can throw for next week. He's going to have to outdo it Braxton Miller. You know, who had a huge game last night uh, coming off an injury. You know, that injury. He, I thought he will be a little rusty, man, but he didn't miss a beat. I mean, you, you see that hit he took uh, going for the first down? He did the flip? I did. He, yeah. He's very impressive. You think he'll end up being a good NFL quarterback? Well, the, with the way the NFL is, he'll get an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, he'll get an opportunity. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely get an opportunity somewhere, especially with the way that they've, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're changing the quarterback position. You got, like, you know, the Geno Smiths at, at, at New York, Emmanuel, EJ, Manuel. They're kind of going for that uh, mobile hybrid. quarterback. Yeah, hybrid quarterback, exactly. Terrell Pryor, look no further than his old, uh, you know, the old Buckeye quarterback. Terrell Pryor's actually starting, at least, in the league. So, yeah, I, I think that he'll, he'll get some, some snaps. I don't know if he's long-term a, a legit option at quarterback. We'll see. Only time will tell. The big game yesterday for a lot of people was the matchup of Zach Mettenberger and the LSU Tigers oh, yeah, yeah. against his former team, which I think he was kicked off of the Georgia team for sexual assault-related charges or something something like that. Um, but he, at one point, him and Aaron Murray were competing for the job at Georgia as the quarterback. So they, he got the opportunity to match back up with them. It was a, a game right till the very end, and Georgia, the home team, ended up winning. Uh, 44-41. Very high-scoring yeah. um Shootout. And you're not used to that out of SEC uh, games, really. You're not used to that high scoring. You're not. Yeah, usually it's more defense involved. And they had they had two. You know, that's a, a couple teams with two good quarterbacks. Mettenberger's got a good arm. Aaron Murray, obviously, everybody knows, is a, a top level quarterback. Um, so I mean, it, that was an exciting game. Aaron Murray threw for 298 yards, four touchdowns, an interception. Mettenberger. 372 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm, so game. it was a good matchup. Great game. My Notre Dame fighting Irish, man. What is going on? Uh, Brian Kelly, I mean, is this just a rebuilding year? What? Another loss? Another loss? We lose to Oklahoma? I mean, don't get me wrong. Notre Dame has a tough schedule. Oh, they always do. Yeah, they always say that. You know, independent independent team, so they pretty much play whoever they want. But uh, is Oklahoma back? No, 4-0. Is Stoops back? Is he bringing Oklahoma back to the championship this year? Do you think they have a chance? Definitely got a chance. 
I think Notre Dame losing Ghost in the beginning of the season really hurt our chances of even doing anything. This they year. have Tommy Reese. Yeah, Reese is terrible. I don't like him at all. And Oklahoma's got that. What do they call him? The the belldozer, their quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they they, they you know Oklahoma and um, Kentucky's coach Mark Stoops' brother Bob Stoops. They they they've turned into a, a powerhouse. Year in year out, they are. We're gonna head to the Oxmore Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. We got our man Carolina Steve on the line. How you doing this morning, Carolina? I'm feeling great. I'm painting the town purple. What 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 are you excited about today, Carolina? Well, uh, my East Carolina Pirates went to Chapel Hill, where we had not won since 1967, and Lou Holtz was the head coach at NC State and whipped the Tar Heels yesterday 55-34. to 34. My goodness, you did. That is not good for the, the, <laughs> the Tar Heels. And, um, you know, what is it? Um, what, what is the, the head coach? Fedora of the Tar Heels? Or, uh, starts with a C. Uh, Let's see. I think it's, Larry, I know, but, it's uh, not Larry Fedora, is it? All right. Well, th- that's a very disappointing loss for the the Tar Heels. No question about it. Well, the thing about it is, you talking about that? Uh, nobody from Ohio State, East Carolina's quarterbacks threw for three. One quarterback threw for three hundred sixty-four yards, three touchdowns, and rushed for three. Hmm. He is nominated for the. Uh, Capital performance of the week uh, in college football. Uh, we had a running back rush for 184 yards. Wow! I'm looking at the stats here. Bryn Renner, who is a pretty highly rated, you know, fifth, sixth, or seventh round draft pick type quarterback uh, for the North Carolina. What they call it is Larry Fedora's the Fed spread. You run the spread offense there. Bryn Renner threw for 366 yards, three touchdowns, only one interception. But you're right, Carden, the the quarterback for East Carolina. Had three touchdowns through the air, and he ran the ball eight times for 22 yards, and he had, ran for three touchdowns also. So very impressive outing by Carden. you got to say he's the most impressive individual performance of the day yesterday. Johnny Menzel didn't uh, put up, I think he put up the fewest touchdowns that he's had since Alabama of last year. I think he only had a total of two touchdowns yesterday. So, wow, Carolina, you're right. Big win for your Pirates that you're always talking about. Huge win. Yeah, the only game we've lost was to the best defense we faced all year, and that was Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech went out and destroyed uh, Georgia Tech with their defense, uh, Georgia Tech. The week before, Beamer Ball won against Marshall. So that's about one of my other favorite teams because uh, I don't know if y'all knew it or not. Frank Beamer is the winningest active coach in. Uh, NCAA football. Wow. Yeah, he's been a, around for a while. He's been around for a long time. He's also the only coach. Well, the, the Bowden up in uh, the Mac did it at the same time. He's also the only coach ever to have raced around Bristol. Wow. He, they had a celebrity race, and he was in it, and uh, the Bowden that used to be at Auburn was in it. And uh, those two, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, he was paired with Andy Petrie, and they won the uh, overall uh, race thing. And so it was, it's good. I'm looking forward. Next week, you got uh, Louisville going down and play. Uh, they're going up and playing the Temple House. I don't think Temple could win if they had 11 Bill Cosby's out there. And uh, also, 
you got uh, Kentucky going down to uh, Wallace Bryce Stadium in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, I don't know. It's uh, I see some hope for Kentucky. It's going to take a couple years, but I see some hope for them. And I'm going to tell you right now that next year will be different with, uh, in the football between the two teams in this state because whenever Louisville goes into the ACC, as you can see, you've got Clemson, you've got Florida State, you've got Miami that are all on the rise. You've got Virginia Tech. So that's going to be one fine football conference next year. And I'm looking forward to seeing it because there's one team i got to see come play when they come to Louisville, and that is Dabo Sweeney's Clemson Tigers. You're right, Carolina. I mean, this Louisville team, it's, it's tough to really get too caught up in Louisville's games week to week. Very but tough to get caught up in them. It is. Very tough. I mean, it, at the same time, I'm very excited about the team. Tons of talent on both sides of the ball. We got Teddy Bridgewater. And we got great depth, in my opinion, on the defensive side of the ball also. But... They're not being tested. Everybody knows that. Next year in the ACC, you're right, Carolina. That's going to be a heck of a football conference. It's no SEC. But there's I mean, going to be no Teddy Bridgewater next year. So how, no, will they, how will they perform next year with a new quarterback? You know, I'm pretty sure they'll lose a few more, a few more offensive players. Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they turn them around. Or if Florida's coach leaves, will will uh, Strong go to Florida? He may leave. He may he may bail out on the team after this year. You never know. You never do know, but did y'all only watch time will the tell. Clemson, did y'all watch the Clemson Wake Forest game yesterday? I did not. They have a guy backing up uh, uh, Taj Boyd, whose name is Stout. His dad was a quarterback in the NFL, Cliff Stout. Yeah, you're talking and about Cole, yeah, Cole Stout. Yeah, he's tough. He, he came in, and going into this game, uh, his stats were 21 for twenty two. Okay, last night he was ten for eleven, ninety yards, one touchdown. Uh, I mean, Clem- I mean, Clemson's tough, man. They, I mean, they beat the crap out of Wake Forest yesterday. Yeah, fifty six to seven. Something I've never seen done before. They actually cut away from the football game to show their football team run down the hill. Oh wow! Down there at Clemson, and I got oh, I got to hear about. Before I get off, I got uh, well. I'll hang up and listen to it. I got to hear all about the drag racing last week. So uh, y'all have a good one, and we'll be talking at you next week. All right, Carolina. Uh, if you, got, you can go to my Facebook page uh, and see some pictures from the drag race. It was very exciting. I had never been been there before. I had a lot of fun. I didn't realize how exciting it can be just to hear those loud engines around you. Overall, you know? overall, a good, impressive yeah, great, experience. yeah, great experience. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going back again. Uh, Looks like someone has risen from the ashes to talk a little IU football. The truth. What's up, man? We, no, we got we got to talk. IU was off last week. Uh, this week, Kentucky didn't. Everybody was surprised for all to beat them like it. Oh yeah, I was. Uh, I wasn't surprised by that at all. You know, honestly, the score is closer than I thought. Me too. Twenty-four to seven. That's not bad. That's pretty good for Kentucky <laughs> competing against Florida. But you know, IU did play last week. Truth. And and they, I'll tell you what, they stuck the place up. I need a defensive coach. I'm thinking about coming out of retirement to coach the defense. They need your help. They need a lot of Real help on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's – I'm tell you what, I said, out of, uh, when I was coming into the season, they have to at least win out of uh, 
at least three of these games, they broke even. That's going to hurt them about getting to a ball game. Yeah, they still haven't played Michigan yet. Oh, they could Michigan. Uh, oh, that's that's up. Okay, we could probably win that game. You think you got a good chance? I don't know. I, yeah. like, I like Michigan's QB. I think he's overrated. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, IU, they 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 needed to uh, this weekend off after last week last week's loss, man. Oh uh, yes, yeah, so our defense so, is hurting. Maybe they had uh, some good game planning and be ready for next week's game. Truth, did, did, yeah. it, did it sting when you saw that Western Kentucky? It beat Navy nineteen to seven. I guess what I seen that last night, and I said, "My goodness!" And guess what? The first thing I do, I think about bringing Bobby Petrino to Indiana University. <laughs> well, you know that they had prepared quite a bit for you know the option. I think that Western plays a couple teams this year mm-hmm. who run that, so they, they they've spent a lot of time on it. Apparently, Indiana just didn't. Maybe they didn't spend any time on it. They it, didn't know they it, ran it. Then, then West Kentucky back. I think what two or three years ago was running the option or something. Yeah, all they used to do was run the option, especially when Willie Taggart was the quarterback. They ran the option on third on third and fifty. They run the option. <laughs> Coach Harbaugh never passed the ball ever. They only had two so, receivers when I was at Western. They had uh, Joey Stockton, who was a big time receiver, and then a, a you little, went to Western. Yeah, I'm a Western Western alumni, class of t- uh, two thousand. Oh, two thousand. Yes, sir. I had a couple. One of the great, one of my best friends played there. He was one of the best quarterback at West Kentucky, OBC Player of the Year back in 1970, named Leo Peckinpah. Well, if you if you know him, then you know Jasbo, don't you? The running back during that time, yes, Clarence I Jackson. Know. Yes, yeah, I he know was bad. Leo. And I tell you, another, I I had a, my my brother-in-law played on the team, Glendale Miller. Yeah, Western had some good players back in the day. Clarence Jackson actually went to go go along to play for the Jets. Uh, uh, while Joe Johnson. Namath was there, Stacy Johnson got drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, a lot of great back. talent out of WKU back in those days, man. Barry Skaggs. I'm a big West Kentucky fan. I went two years to West Kentucky. Oh, so we know all about you, you. Walk the hill, you know. Hey, you know. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. Not too many people hey. say they survived the hill. <laughs> yes, no, no. Western's a party campus. If you you don't if you party and don't go to class, you're not staying. Nah, yeah, I've seen a lot of people come and go with my tenure there. <laughs> All right, let me ask you a question. Have you heard anything on the basketball commitments uh, over the weekend? Have anybody spit out something? I haven't heard any basketball news this weekend, other than the, other than NBA news. Oh, but I tell you what, Kobe Bryant's in there by a mess and did it. Kobe let everybody know that the Lakers not going to be bad and everybody think they is. I think the Lakers are going to be terrible this year. Yeah. I think the, <laughs> I, I think the Lakers going to make the playoff, and I, I, I'm going to leave you all with this. The Lakers make the playoff. That's why I said Kobe Bryant, the greatest player ever played the game. That's... I don't know about that. He's great. Well, He's good. But you got to understand, this is my point with Kobe Bryant. He won, what, five titles? He's won yeah. five. Okay. He was the wingman for three of those. Michael so Jordan I, was never a wingman for any of his titles. Let's let's see. Here's what when I when we when people prepare Jordan, uh, Kobe with Mike, and here's what I tell people: If you want to look at errors by people playing on, like Bill Russell, he played with great players, and Michael Jordan from his bench was great. Look at the people played on his three championships. You got Dennis Rodman, and if you look at on Lakers, look. Kobe didn't have nobody. What you he had, had a top three. He's had the best big man the last ten years. He he uh, he had but, Shaq, Andrew Bynum, 
and Dwight Howard. He's had the but best three what? big men in the last decade in Andrew, the NBA. Andrew Bannerman is not going to be a Hall of Fame. It's too early to see. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he turns out in Cleveland this year. I'm actually uh, looking forward to this Cleveland team. Look, I think they're going to be pretty good. Look, you had Dennis Rodman, the defensive player of the year, average 20 rebounds. But, but, but Pippen. The, Pippen. But the thing Jordan did that Kobe doesn't do, Jordan trusted his players, and he, he gave Paxson the last shot. Steve he Kirk. gave Steve Kerr the last shot. Kobe will never what? do that. He'll never give anyone that shot or give them the opportunity to make the big shot in the game, other well, than Derek Fisher. Just, if it wasn't for Derek Fisher, he wouldn't have even won five titles. <laughs> well, guess what? That's just like saying if Robert Ory didn't play for the play for Lakers, uh, then uh, uh, Houston, he wouldn't won a seven NBA championship. Uh, Robert Ory is one of the best offensive players ever played, in, but he won't be a Hall of Fame. I don't know. He got seven rings. I think he'll be you, a Hall you, of Fame. Think Ory, yeah. You guys think Ory may be a yeah, Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, Famer? seven rings? Yeah. No. That's Hall of Fame. James, yeah. James Worthy should not be in a Hall what? of Fame. Oh, James what? Worthy? Yeah, what? come on. Truth. I'm just keeping it real. James <laughs> Worthy? Huh? I mean, he may not. I don't know. Big Shot Bob is definitely going to Hall. Seven rings. Okay, I, I can understand if he wasn't a major factor in the seven rings, but he actually played a pivotal role in all the – even from his time at Houston, hitting big shots in, in the two championships with Houston. I'm going to leave you with oh. this. He just like Bernie Wim. Bernie Wim was good. Uh, don't you think he should be in a Hall of Fame in baseball? But he got more RBIs and more home runs than anybody in the World Series. But don't nobody talk about him being a great baseball player. Interesting they point just, there. And, and, you know, another relevant to this week is Andy Pettit. Is, is, is his career is coming to an end. Is he a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. Okay. Well, I mean, he, he's, I think he has the most playoff so. victories. Yeah. For, I think he has the most playoff victories for a starting pitcher or for a pitcher in the history of the majors. And he has the hardware to back it up. And he even you know, went to what, he, he went to the it, National League with the Astros, and, and he won a pennant one year. So I don't know. Is, is he, he may not, th- though. What do you think, Truth? A reason why I don't say uh, he's a uh, Hall of Fame, because he had steroids. He committed being steroids. So that's why I don't put him in there. Okay. Yeah, he used HGH. Yeah, I, I just so. got a text on the, the Lotus Gunworks te- text line from Peter. He had a couple comments. He said, don't forget Pau Gasol. You can't forget that Kobe uh, did Another have, big man. It's four. He's okay. right, Pau Gasol. He also says, no way Robert Ory is a Hall of Famer. Okay. But no, we're gonna leave, I'm going to leave y'all with that. Y'all have a blessed day. Oh, you too, true, man. I, Thanks for coming back. We Kentucky, missed you last week, man. Well, tell the Kentucky Wildcats fans the Gators beat them and tell Terry, Terry, Terry Bridgewater to keep on eating that blue mud water because he's no good. <laughs> All right. There we go, truth. My good, man, good conversational good yeah. pieces. Oh, always there. with truth. You, you can't but, go. You can't go. I mean, this this brings it me back to. Do we have to head to a break, Adam? All right, guys. We'll, we'll continue. I don't mind talking that. Robert Ory is a Hall of Famer, but yeah, we'll continue. But what? I say he is a Hall of Famer. I, what, I, the Alabama Hall of Fame? No. <laughs> Come on. We'll be man. back with more weekend sports buzz. Now back to the weekend sports buzz. Call in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. And welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Your host, Kelly Patrick. I'm Carlo Kellum. Don't forget about the Lotus Gun Works text line, 502-414-1450. And call in the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. 
kind of got off track there the last segment. We did, I was but talking that's about, right. Yeah, I was talking about Robert Ory being a Hall of Famer. I think he is. I, and, I'm interested to hear our listeners' uh, yeah, take uh, on that. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line 384-1450 is Robert Ory, who won seven titles. He won more titles than Jordan. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a I lot bet of Bill, hardware. Bill Russell is the only one who's got more than him. He's the only one. Notable playoff clutch shots by uh, Robert Ory. May 22nd, 1995, Western Conference Finals. Houston Rockets at San Antonio. Hit a jumper with 6.5 seconds left. June 11th, 1995, Game 3, Orlando Magic. He hit a uh, jumper with 14.1 seconds left to take a 3-0 lead. June 10th, 2001, NBA Finals. Game 3, Lakers at Philly. Series was tied at 1. Remember, Philly won that first game. Uh, in L.A. That's AI's uh, uh, first and only championship uh, appearance. But anyway, but Horry, with 47 Horry, seconds left, he hit a big-time shot. Horry wasn't even a starter. He only started more than 30 games in a season five times. Well, early in his career with Houston, he was a starter. And after that, Otis he, Thorpe yeah. was, uh, let's, let's think about that, that Houston team. Who's their starting power forward? Otis Thorpe. Where, so you're saying Robert Horry did not start at small forward. I think he did. No. Yeah. Let me see. I think he was he was a rookie. He was young then. Yeah, he was a rookie. He was six ten, and he was a he was always a. He mixed could play small. He 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 went anywhere from small forward Rockets. to power, but he was more of a small forward than power forward. Let's see, because he could shoot and handle the ball pretty well. But my point is, he was a a, a major contributing factor in all the championship teams that he was a part of. Big shot, Bob. He was, yeah, and, and you can make an argument for that. Um. Is Adam Vinatieri a, 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 a <laughs> Hall of Famer? Because uh, I, I would compare them to be similar types. Yes, of, he is. Okay, well, I would think so. He, hey, he was clutch. He won the Super Bowls for New England, and then went to win one with the Indianapolis. I, Colts. I would kind of compare those two guys to each other. Well, kickers are kind of hard. They're to, kickers are hard to evaluate. Is Steve Kerr a Hall of Famer? No. He won big some, difference. He won a finals. He didn't win seven. He, no, <laughs> no, but but no, he didn't win seven. He was a special. Okay, well, I mean, it, it's an interesting topic. You know? That's like saying it's Paxson. No, those guys aren't. But I mean, I'm, I'm talking about he. Robert Ory played the game long enough, and was a part of championship teams: Houston, L.A., and San Antonio. So we're talking about three different teams that he won championships with. We we veered off during the break, Carlo and Way I off. did about <laughs> the, the quarterback debate. You know, is Terry Brad where's Terry Bradshaw rank? He won three Super Bowls. Um, so I mean, we can go on about stuff like that forever. I have Peyton Manning ahead of. If I had to pick a, a starting quarterback to start my team with right now, you give me anybody in their prime, I'm taking Peyton Manning. And I think you're wrong. I think you got to take John Elway. John Elway is the greatest quarterback who ever played the game, man. See, if anyone calls us on the 384-1450, they're not going to agree with our two quarterbacks. Some, oh, okay. some More people will agree with John Elway, I think, than Peyton. I mean, I think a lot of people would choose Joe Montana over Most Peyton people Manning. would say Tom Brady or Joe Montana. You know, I, I'm not even a big Tom Brady fan like that. I think he's okay. Even though he won, what, three Super Bowls? Yeah. I mean, he's okay. I mean, he's not as – I think he's put on a bigger pedestal than, really, than what he really should be. He had, think about it, he lost his last two Super Bowls. He had a couple seasons where um, he statistically blew up. But other than that, he's kind of been a game manager. Tom, um, all right. So if we're talking current quarterbacks, where do you rank Ben Roethlisberger? He won a Super Bowl. Right now, he's not even in top ten. What about Eli, your boy Eli? He's still a top he's ten won, quarterback. He's won two. He's top ten quarterback. Okay, so so the value that people put Matter on fact, Eli's Eli's maybe be a top five, just not playing like it right now. Okay, and it <laughs> does, right now it doesn't really matter. I mean, they're zero and three; they got to win. 
Oh, should, should we get into the NFL now? Yes, yeah, depressing. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. I, I, you know, every time I say it's time for a change, a coach, we win a Super Bowl. If I'm the Giants, <laughs> they're zero and three. If I'm the Giants, I lose every game the rest of the way, and I get clowny. I mean, why not? You need Michael Strahan type pass rush. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think we need a running back. We need offense. Yeah, Brandon Jacobs was cut yeah. by the Giants for, or they let him go for a reason, right? And that, that now they got him back. They don't. Have, you're right. They don't have a running back. We don't have a running. We lost some Ahmad, Ahmad Bradshaw to the Colts, who was our primary running, running back the last couple of years. I mean, we got Wilson. Now we just don't have identity. They don't have any running identity. New York, New York has always had an identity running the football as well as passing. But the, we've always had a pretty solid ground game over the ever since I've been a fan. Man, our Lotus Gunworks text line is blowing up here, 414-1450. Scott texts in, is Ginobili a Hall of Famer? And uh, No. Ricky texts in, Dan Marino should be the number one quarterback ever. I think that if you're going to say Dan Marino, if you're going to say Peyton Manning, it's almost interchangeable with Dan Marino in my eyes. I mean, Dan Marino. They're gunslingers. They're they're guys who have just amazing rocket rocket arms. They they spread the field. They change the game. Dan Marino is just like Charles Broccoli was in the NBA. They're stat guys, just like Carl Malone. He's a stat guy. He's a stat guy. That's it. He's not a champion. He's a stat guy. But can you hold, especially in football, I think basketball is a little different, can you hold one guy out of 11 starters? Hell, 22 starters on a team. Can you hold one guy accountable for whether or not they win the Super Bowl? That's my angle. If you're the quarterback, yes. They're responsible really? when you win, and they're responsible when you really? lose. I don't know. Because you know why? You they, have, have they have the ball all the time. Not not when they're sitting on the sideline and their not, defense. Not the defense Peyton Manning's, they I'll they have the ball in their hand more than anybody. Peyton, they do. They, they, I mean, they hold a lot of accountability. There's no denying that. I think Peyton Manning's defenses were undersized, and you could, I could have ran over Peyton Manning's defense. You give me the ball, I'll run through their undersized defensive line. They were a joke on defense. Bob Sanders was good. I don't know. He was always hurt. Dwight Freeney was good, a real good pass rusher. But who was stopping the run on those teams? Nobody. You look up any year that Peyton Manning was with the Colts, tell me where they ranked in the NFL in rush defense. 27th, 28th. They could not stop anybody running the ball. Ever. Tony Dungy was a defensive genius. Nah, well, he had the right players in his system. They won a Super Bowl with it. Ben, don't break crap where, where you try to force <laughs> turnovers. I mean, you got to be able to stop the run in the playoffs. That's what, that is why Peyton Manning's playoff record isn't what it should be. It's because they couldn't stop the run. You got to stop the run in the playoffs. You can't yeah. let the other team know that they're just going to run it up the gut and they're going to dominate you. That's my take. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. That's that's my take. I, I I don't know. I mean, they 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 had guys like Anthony McFarland and and they brought in Tommy Harris. But Bob Sanders was a, six Sanders one two hundred eighty six one two hundred eighty guys, and those are their defensive tackles. When the guys that they're on the offensive line are six five three fifty. I mean, they had the most undersized, weakest defensive front that I've ever seen. Maybe I mean in this era. I mean, Tony Dungy was a defensive genius. He assembled the Tampa Bay defense. And for the pieces that he had in Indianapolis, he did a pretty good job with the defense. He did. For what he had. but And I'm not holding him completely accountable. A lot of it, I mean, ideally, Tony Dungy would go to the Colts and he would say, all right, well, this is what happened for me with the Buccaneers. I'll, I'll take Derek Brooks. I'll take Javon <laughs> Kurse. I'll take Rondé Barber, John Lynch, right? Uh-huh. But you can't do that. I understand that, that, that Dungy knew what he was doing and he was trying to draft guys who were in the mold of an undersized Booger McFarlane who could rush the, up the middle. And, but it's tough to do. You can't just always, you know what I mean? I mean, it's a, it, you, you draft guys, you get good draft picks, you try to bring in good defenses. Regardless, end of the day, those 
Colts defenses sucked. That's my take. Sorry. Yeah, they were. It was an average defense. Yeah, they were always ranked. They just had a. They just had a great coach who knew how to manage the players that he had on defense in Tony Dungy. All right. That was the. That was the difference right there, Tony Dungy. He probably could have took any defense. He could take Oakland's defense and and make them make them uh, make them compete. They were not competitive. They're, if you look, I'm telling you, if you look at the rankings, they, they had, sucked. They won us. They won the Super Bowl. How can you say they weren't competitive? They had and Peyton they won Manning. Super Bowl. They had Peyton Manning. Their defenses sucked, in my t- in my opinion. Okay. I mean, we well, can, so who who did it, who did Indianapolis beat in the Super Bowl for his win? Who did they play that year? Um, they lost to New Orleans. See how no one ever selected memory. Yeah. They don't remember who comes in second. Uh, it, it, it had to have been an NFC team, obviously. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, I can't think of who it could have been. Let's see. It was in 2006. I'll see. I'm bringing it up here. Wow, I'm surprised. We're, we're going to get into the games today. It was the 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 Bears. Yeah, they had Rex, uh, Grossman. Rex Grossman. That's right. See, no one remembers second place. No, they don't. Especially when you have Rex Grossman as your starting quarterback. But uh, and that was a pretty decent. Uh, and that was the poor. That was a pretty good offensive team. Chicago had, you know, Rex threw a lot of picks, but he was airing it out earlier that season. He was airing it yeah. out a little bit, but he was, you know, in a different league. He's borderline starter material, right? He, he airs it out. I like that. He spreads it around. He was doing what he could do. Hey, he's starting this week Sunday with the Minnesota Vikings. Rex, Rex Grossman is back. Is he really? Christian Ponder's out. He's starting tonight. I said next week. He's starting today for Minnesota uh, for the first time since he played for the Bears. Wow. So Grossman's back. He airs it out, kind of like Eli does, stuff like that. He's undersized. Um, Florida product. Florida product. All Florida QBs were undersized. Danny Warfel, Rex Grossman. They, they always had, uh, I mean, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow, you know. If you ever noticed, the, the quarterbacks that Florida guys put in, they put in the league, they don't, they're not too successful. If you look at the, 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 Who, the QBs that come from Florida, they've made it to the NFL. Danny Warfel, he had a little brief stint with uh, New Orleans. He was terrible. Uh, Rex Grossman is another guy in between there somewhere that also played but wasn't very good in NFL. They haven't done a good job getting their quarterbacks ready. NFL ready is basically my point. But yeah, Rex Grossman's back. Uh, Minnesota, Christian Ponder's out. He should be out of the NFL if you ask me. He shouldn't even be playing. He's terrible. Christian Ponder? Yes. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of great games on, on, the, on tap for tonight. San Francisco's back. They beat St. Louis Thursday night. Did you watch that game? I caught some of it, yeah. Big game from uh, the Kaepernick. He came back after two. uh, He's hit or miss. Two back to back losses where he looked terrible after looking great in the first game of the season. But he bounced back. This game, Vernon Davis was back in action. He had been out, so he had another target to throw through. That's a big. That's a big deal. Vernon Davis is a stud. San Francisco went back to their bread and butter, and that's pounding the football, which they should have been doing all along. Give the ball to Frank Gore, 153 yards on the ground, and they had another running back getting St. it Louis. done. For yeah, him too. so that's that's what they that's their bread and butter. They went away from that to go to the spread offense uh, type of type of offense with Kaepernick. Go back to giving the ball to Gore, and then make plays off the play action. What's the story with what is his name? Alden Smith. Alden Smith, yeah, he uh, he's a, a niner. He's had yeah, some but trouble, they're paying they're paying him. He's pretty. He's one of the best defensive players. But he, oh, they're yeah. actually going to pay him while he's off, which is, uh, you know, they don't have to do that. They didn't have to do it, but he, he's being paid while he's not not playing right. Substance now. abuse is yeah. that what it is? So they're it looks like they're 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 supporting him. It looks like they actually care about him. They want to see him get well, get better. So uh, you know, they're they're offering the, they he he has the Forty ers full support to recovery. And this is not something that he can. He may have to go away for the rest of the season just to work on his personal life, and uh, come back. It could be done. 
uh, Dustin Hamilton from the the the, the baseball who had a uh, some major drug addiction. You know, he bounced back pr- pretty good. You know, I mean, he he hit rock bottom. I mean, he was a heroin oh, addict. Oh, Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton. What did I say? Dustin. That's Dustin right. Hamilton. Yeah, Josh Hamilton. He uh, you know, bounced back pretty good from his uh his addiction struggles. Yeah. You know, to the point where his wife, she gives him uh, a credit. She only lets him walk out of the house with ten dollars in his pocket. Yeah, and he relapses yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, he had a relapse last year, matter of fact, uh, with alcohol. But and I know, don't mean to laugh at it, yeah. but his relapses are are very public. Yes, very. <laughs> he has public. pictures. From last year, he has pictures where he's shirtless in a bar. He doesn't drink at all until he goes out and he's shirtless with in a bar, and there are women doing shots off of his chest. Yeah, he goes all out. He goes all yeah. out. <laughs> he got that that signing bonus, number one overall pick, I think, by the Rays mm-hmm. years ago. All of a sudden, a millionaire, eighteen year old senior in high school, and he got out. goes out and he just yeah. it's tatted up and crack cocaine. Yeah, he got kicked out of MLB, but he came back. Uh, Started with the Cubs, yeah. ended up coming through Louisville and even yeah. through the Reds organization. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very great, compelling great story. story. We'll great see story. if Alden Smith. Yeah, can hope pull he, it yeah, off hope too. he can pull it off. But St. Louis, man, when are people going to realize? I've been saying this ever since the Tennessee Titan days. Jeff Fisher is so overrated as a head coach. Sam Bradford is so overrated as a quarterback, an NFL quarterback. Nineteen for forty-one. 202 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. He was throwing some terrible uh, passes that game. Terrible, just awful passes. I don't know. I don't know what what is what's St. Louis's identity. Are they a passing team? Are they a running team? I don't think they have an identity because they only ran the ball 12 times for 16 yards. Wow. And and they think that Sam Bradford is just some gunslinger, top NFL quarterback, and he's not, man. And that's why they're losing games. Just got another another text um, on the the Lotus Gunworks text line. From Peter says that Matt Castle is actually starting for the Vikings today in their game in London. You're right. Where did I get Rex Grossman from? I don't know. <laughs> He's probably still Rex in the league. Rex Grossman somewhere. Yeah, He's I probably one. still in the league. And you're right. It's Matt Castle. And uh, where, where He's with the Redskins. The Redskins. Yep. Yeah, that's right. He's third string. I meant to say Matt Castle, not Rex okay. Grossman. That's Thanks, Peter. <laughs> Fair enough. Matt Castle, the interesting story there. The former USC quarterback. Yeah. I think he backed up Carson Palmer and Matt Leinart. Never even started. In college at all. Never played one game. Never never took a snap in college. I don't think he took a snap. If he did, it was, you know. Actually, I don't think he did. I think that's a stat. He should be starting over Christian Ponder anyway. Ponder's terrible. See, Ponder's so terrible, you can't even remember who his backup was. (laughs) I mean, he's the worst quarterback. He's probably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Relatively high first-round pick for the Vikings a couple years ago. So So, uh, you get to see if Matt Castle, who has a little bit of that Tom Brady Magic that rubbed off of him got him a couple good contracts. Yeah, got him a, a good contract in Kansas City before they booted him out. Yeah, but then again, he was under terrible management. With you know, Romeo Cornell is not an NFL head coach. He's uh, a guy before that, Todd Haley. I was never impressed by his offensive uh, play calling. I mean, I, I think he was he was under some bad leadership at, at, at Kansas City. I think if he'd have stuck around, Andy Reid could have done something with him. With Matt Castle. Oh, I yeah, agree. Yeah. Andy Reid's making Alex Smith look like uh, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Right I don't now. know who he's making him look like. He doesn't have the the arm strength that a lot of quarterbacks. It's have. a lot of dink and dunk passes. It works. Short, short that, throws. That's Andy Reid. A lot of first downs, moving the ball upfield, no turnovers. Very, per- yeah, match managing ma- the game. Match made in heaven. Andy Reid and and Alex Smith. Yeah, really. Yeah, you know Andy. You know he he went in last week and and uh and beat his old team Philly. So he's uh they're four and zero right now. But let's remember. Was it last year? Who started four and zero? Then end up uh, Ken Wesenhot and Arizona Cardinals started out four and zero last year. Then went on. I think then they were like four and nine after that. And then Ken Wesenhut's fired. Now he's offensive coordinator in San Francisco. 
So it, it's still early in the season to, to, to see what type of team they are until we get into the, around the third quarter of the season to see if they're really legit or not. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzzline, give us a call, 384-1450. We're going to continue our NFL talk. We'll be back with more Weekend Sports Buzz. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. And welcome back to your Weekend Sports Buzz with your host Kelly Patrick. I am Carlo Kellum. Don't forget about the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. Call in with your uh, thoughts and predictions on today's NFL games. A lot of great games are on tap tonight. Uh, the the biggest game I'm looking forward to tonight is Philly at Denver. Michael Vick versus uh, Eli Manning, your favorite. I mean, uh, Peyton Manning, your favorite quarterback. Denver, I mean, 12 touchdowns in his last first four games for uh, 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 Peyton Manning. I mean, he's uh, really on a record pacing performance this season. He's Seven. playing lights out football. He is. And, and I won't even say that I'm a Peyton Manning fan. I want to clarify that. I'm <laughs> I'm just being realistic. I'm a Bengals fan. I've never been a Peyton Manning or Colts fan. Just being realistic, if I had to choose one guy who I wanted to have on my team, it'd be Peyton Manning. And yeah, it's amazing. He come off, comes off the injury, Colts let him go, and and, and he's having a career year. You know, the, the, what's interesting, the two biggest stories right around this time last year was how's Peyton Manning going to do from his neck injury and how's Adrian uh, Peterson going to bounce back from the knee injury. And right now, they well, last year, Adrian Peterson bounced back by breaking records, uh, coming close to breaking the all-time uh, single-season rushing record. It was only like eight yards shy. Then Peyton comes back and ha- uh, has a great season last year with Denver, and now this this year he's starting off better than he ever has before. So those are the two biggest stories leading into last year. This year's biggest story is RG3's uh, knee. So we'll see if they bounce back as they're 0-4 oh oh now, 0-3. Oh they, they're up against Oakland tonight. That should be a pretty easy win for them. Uh, they should get their first victory of the season, especially with Terrell Pryor being out with a, with a concussion. And then they're going to have – finally, finally we get to see the one guy in action, uh, Flynn. You know, we get to see how he performs tonight. You know, as he's been – you know, was, was in Seattle last year, and he ha- he's had these big contracts but never gets on the field. He gets his job stolen each time. National so, champion. Yeah. He won the championship in college. Yeah, sure LSU. Did. LSU. Yep. So we'll see if he uh, if he's able to live up to the hype today. I want to remind our listeners um, to go to the the, the uh, Oxmoor Ford Service Center, get the works package, a synthetic blend oil change, tire rotation, multi-point inspection, and more. For only $39.95, pull into the quick lane today. Also, download our app and listen to the Sports Buzz in crystal clear digital audio. Search the 1450, the Sports Buzz, in the iTunes App Store or Android Market. Powered by Insuramax. Call Chad or Alan Hennessy at 479-4085 for all of your home, auto, and life insurance needs. My Bengals play against the Browns today at 1 o'clock. And I picked your Bengals last week to beat the, uh, the uh, whoever they played. But I picked them last week. And I was the only person who picked them to beat Green Bay last week. Only person? That was the only person, yeah, I, that I knew of from listening to other shows and, you know, watching TV. I was the only person who would pick Cincinnati to beat Green Bay. Did Everybody you watch had that to game? lose it. Yeah, I watched it. That was a crazy game. Great. I mean, a that lot of a turnovers. Uh, Cincinnati started out very hot, and then they started turning the ball over uh, in the second quarter. But I got Green Bay back in the game. It was kind of back and forth, but, hey, the Cincinnati Bengals came back and they put. This is what they didn't do in the past. They would lose games like this. That is, yeah. And now they're winning these type of games. That was best been their their 
their downfall in the past years, they're getting these close games with good teams, and they end up losing in the final minute, but this time they was able to pull it out. There was a moment. I was watching the game last Sunday all by myself um, on my couch laying down, and there's a moment I'll, I think I'll remember for a long time. My family was upstairs. My wife and, and kids were upstairs, and I was watching it down uh, all by myself. Fourth and one. Mm-hmm. The Bengals' defense has to stop the, the, the Aaron Rodgers-led Packers. They're going for it. All the pressure in the world. I'm laying down. Not only did they stop them, they stripped the ball and run it in for a touchdown. Yeah. I've never jumped up and just, <laughs> yeah, just been going nuts more than that. I mean, that so, may be the, the, the most that I've actually just, from complete silence to just going nuts. And my family was like, oh, my God, what happened down there? Did you just kill someone? And that, it looks like they finally, they're trying to get over that hump. Like I said, they, win, they won a close game against a very good team. They did. Against a top quarterback. And tonight it's the Ohio Bowl, Cleveland and Cincinnati. Uh, this division is still very weak. The AFC North, Cincinnati's on top right now, tied with Baltimore second. Cleveland's still in there at one and two, and Pittsburgh is zero and three. So even though Cleveland uh, traded away their best, traded away their best player last week, they're still kind of in the hunt for the top of the division. They're, they won, they're in there. They won right after they traded him away. Yeah, and they, well, they beat Minnesota, but you know it's not. I mean, you, know, that, you beat Adrian a, not, Peterson. Not a huge win. Chicago at Detroit. A couple. Or many, I think, interesting storylines there. Jay Cutler and the Bears are, are um, doing better than many would have, you know, predicted. They're three and zero. Yeah, and that's another team that's got over the hump. Uh, they had a big win last week. Jay Cutler's looking. I mean, I think Jay they're they're looking. Their office is looking very good. New coach. Uh, CFO. Is, guy. Yeah, he's doing a pretty good job right now. I'm I'm kind of impressed by the way he's taking charge of this team. I thought they would kind of fall off after losing Lovely Smith. You know, who was kind of a disciplinarian. But uh, this team, uh, they beat Pittsburgh 40-23. to But then again, it's Pittsburgh. It's not the same Pittsburgh of the past. This is a Pittsburgh that's going through a, a, a rebuilding phase, lost, lost their best wide receiver in Mike Wallace. So they're going through some growing, growing pains right now in Pittsburgh. They sure so, are. But They're not very good this yeah, year. Chicago, and I love it. Yeah, but I'm not a Pittsburgh fan. And, uh, you know, Detroit, they, uh, they had a big, uh, a, a big win last week. Uh, close game, so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, tonight's game turns out between these two. Division game, so it's a rivalry. So they're battling for the division. Uh, I'm going to go with Detroit in this one. I don't know why, but I'm liking. Uh, I'm going with Stafford and uh, and Megatron to pull this one out. I'll, I'll go, it's, I'll, at, it's at Detroit. I'll go with Detroit also. You know what? What comes to my mind when I think of this um, Detroit Lions team is everybody likes Madden. You know. Right, Carlo? Everybody loves Madden. A lot of people love to play it. I've never been as much into playing against my buddies or online or anything like that. What I like to do is sit down and just, you know, think and try to have what's, you know, one of those fantasy drafts on there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I, I play. I do the uh, the franchise league. Like, Me I, too. I, I get my college my college NCAA and draft my players. You know, okay. I do that nerdy stuff. I like to but, sit there yeah. and try to put together a team. And when I think of this Detroit Lions team. I think it's pretty consistent with what I would try to do. And the reason I say that is they've got Indomitian Sue. They've got Nick Fairley. They're, they're two big, strong, beefy defensive tackles. And that's one of the things that I pay attention to in Madden when I'm building the franchise team. And then on offense, you want a team that can spread the, the field. you got Calvin Johnson. you got Matt St- Stafford with the big arm. And you got someone who, coming out of the backfield. I love those screens on Madden. Yeah. So this is just like a team that I would build. You build up a, a, the anti- Indianapolis Colts, horrible defensive line. Instead, you build the Indomitian Sioux, Nick Fairley, just solid, stout run defense 
um, up front guys, and 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 then you build you trink, you know trickle in some good defensive talent behind them. But then on offense, you try to make a, a potent offense, and it looks like they've done that. Bringing in Reggie Bush, I like this Lions team. Yeah, I'm not sure if Reggie Bush is going to play tonight. Uh, I think he's questionable for tonight's game. Uh, that may be a factor for Detroit. As you said, they've been doing a lot of the, the dunk passes with the screens, and then he takes it to the house. But I, I th- it's at Detroit, so I'm going to go with Detroit tonight's game. Who are you picking? I'm going with Detroit also. The D. We've got a, a caller on the line on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, 384-1450, who wants to talk Cincinnati Reds. I am very happy he wants to talk Reds, but we got to head to a break first. We'll be back with more Weekend Sports Buzz. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to noon. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Myself, Kelly Patrick, Carlo Kellum, getting you through your weekend, talking college football, NFL. We got someone on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, an old school caller of ours, Yogi, wanting to talk Reds. How you doing this morning, Yogi? Hey, Kelly. Reds are going to have to go into road warrior mode here, but I'm thinking it's all good. I think uh, we can go up there and get Liriana and then see who we got. Are you confident with the announcement that it'll be Cueto taking the mound on Tuesday instead of, you know, Latos, who originally was projected to be the starter? You know, I think I am. Cueto uh, looked awesome his last start. Um, if he can give us six good innings on the road, hold him to two runs or less with that changeup, that Mario Soto changeup he's sporting, I think uh, I think our bullpen and our hitting will uh, carry the day and we can move on. Uh, a lot of credit to the Pirates. Like to see him do well. Always was a Pirates fan going back to the red, big red machine days. But uh, the Reds, it's pretty much now or never because uh, we're not going to have Chew next year. Billy Hamilton's a big question mark as far as being a regular player. He's going to be a star down the road, but uh, this has got to be our year with our pitching. What do you think? Oh, I agree with you completely, Yogi. You know, I was talking to my brother last night about this, and for those of our listeners who don't know, we're only a couple or maybe a few years into this new system where there's actually two wildcard teams, and they play a one-game playoff. So that's what the Reds are going to do on Tuesday against the Pirates. All the marbles are on the line for this one game. So strategically, going into this game, I mean, I am so nervous about it, I can't even imagine what Dusty is thinking. What I'm going to ask you, Yogi, is if Cueto comes out, and I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to talk about what happened last year with him getting injured, but if he maybe right. give, gives up a few runs within the first couple innings, how quick are you to pull Cueto, and who do you go to? Well, I'm Captain Hook and Cueto. I'm I'm not wasting any time. Uh, I'm going straight to Latos or uh, Sam LeCure to get out of an inning, pitch a couple innings, and get into our uh, flamethrowers there. So uh, uh, I'm just hoping that Phillips doesn't, implode hopefully he'll do something to grain on their nerves a little bit grate on their nerves and uh get them take him out of their game he's been uh off his game a little bit here lately our second baseman but hopefully he can pick it up and get back to the old brandon it's been so long since the reds have really made a run through the playoffs there's so much riding on this one game but at the same time you got to hope someone like jay bruce or you said brandon phillips who are you know they're 
they're prone to going through streaks where they're they're down and then really getting hot. You just got to hope they catch uh, a wave to where the the Reds can not only win on Tuesday but can get hot throughout the playoffs. Do you think the acquisition of Morneau for Pittsburgh will possibly put them over to the hump and make them more of a, a run scoring team? Uh, on this game on, on Tuesday, or is it is it looking too much into one game? I know baseball is such a unique animal that one game is almost a crapshoot. Even if it's the worst team in baseball against the very best, one game you can almost, and I know I'm exaggerating, you can almost flip a coin to see who's going to win. But do you think that them acquiring the, form, the former AL MVP Justin Morneau uh, will matter on, on Tuesday? You know, he had a decent uh, start with the with the Twins this year, and I was scared to death when the when the Pirates picked him up. I thought it was a great move, but he's only knocked in three or four runs in a month since he's been there. He's got those uh, all those concussions he sustained up in Minnesota, and I think he may be well past his prime. But if he gets a cookie, he can run into one. That's for sure. Yeah, and you got to respect a guy like that. You know, he's got a good eye. Uh, he he's a, a tough out. He's definitely an upgrade over their previous. First baseman. What about today? What do you do today? We have Greg Reynolds, the young, big, tall, former first-round pick, starting for the Reds today. I mean, who do you play today? Do you start resting your guys? What do you do, Yogi? Uh, Dusty, I'm leaving it in Dusty's hands. He's uh, managed his tail off, in my opinion, this year. I think he's done an outstanding job. I say you let the young guys play. Uh, uh, leave it in Dusty's hands. He'll take care of biz. I'm just concerned about Singrani, if he's going to be healthy enough to make the roster, if we're going to keep, uh, I think Hanahan's a foregone conclusion. We're not going to have him on the playoff roster. Uh, I think you keep Xavier Paul and then Billy Hamilton, and I guess you let the other switch hit and outfielder uh, possibly uh, leave him off the roster. We've only got 25 spots. Is that Robinson? got to be cold-blooded about it and uh, not worry about anybody's feelings and put the best guys on the team, I think probably 12 pitchers and 13 uh, position players. Uh, but uh, I like our chances, and I'm going to have to get off now. I'm in the middle of a run. So oh, good go stuff. Reds. Talk to you later, Kelly. Thanks a lot for the call, Yogi. Yeah, good go stuff Reds, there. man. Good stuff. The Red, I'm, I'm excited about the Reds this season. If they, if we, we have to go to a playoff game. So, All right. If they win on yeah, Tuesday, we'll win, make it happen yeah. because the, this game on Tuesday is at Pittsburgh. The thing is, is there's so much anticipation into this one game. If the Reds lose on Tuesday, which they're not that good of a road team this year, it's over. Billy Hamilton, Aroldis Chapman, uh, you know, Singrani, Leak, uh, Latos, Arroyo, everything positive that the Reds have going for them, they lose on Tuesday and it's all, I mean, Dusty might get fired. Wow. If, I mean, they, if they lose, you think you'll get fired? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'd be interested to hear what our, our listeners have to say about that. I know Tyler's a big Reds fan. We have plenty of people listening here in the Louisville area, especially with our affiliation with the Louisville Bats, who've watched this, Jay Bruce and Joey Votto and Billy Hamilton more recently, Aroldis Chapman. Everybody comes through Louisville at one time or another. Ludwig was down. Deion there. Sanders. I mean, yeah, everybody. Deion Sanders. So, so we see this Dustin team. Hamilton. Yeah. This is a Reds city here in the Louisville area. And I'd be very interested to hear what our listeners have to say. 384-1450. If the Reds lose on Tuesday, does Dusty get to keep his job? I mean, I'm a really I'm a big Dusty Baker fan. So I really like him. I hope he does. I, I think like he's, him too. I think he's one of the top uh 
one of the top managers in, in baseball. I, you know, I he's agree. He's been around. I mean, you know, he, he gets he's a bad everywhere rap. he went. People like to blame things on the manager. Anytime you get into a passionate fan base, whether it be with the Reds or St. Louis or the or the Yankees, it doesn't matter how good of a manager you are. If you don't win the World Series, people are going to find reasons to criticize everything you do. Yeah. Every pitching win, win, Winning matters. So, Kerry Wood gets hurt. All of a sudden, oh, Dusty Baker ruined his career. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's uh, Mark Pryor. Oh, Kerry, uh, uh, Dusty Baker ran him into the ground. And there may be some truth to that. Dusty's an old school coach who, who, who uh, allows pitchers to get a lot of innings early in their career. So, I mean... I'd be yeah. interested to hear what our, our listeners have to say. About yeah, I'm, I'm definitely rooting for them uh, this week. Was it Tuesday? Tuesday. So I'll be, I'll be, we'll be tuning in. I'll be watching the game, rooting for the Reds. And we'll have to make it to a, like you said, I, yeah, I'm okay with that. I, I, it, it's been so long for me. I'm a lifelong Reds fan. So long for me since there was actually a, a, a I mean, they did it last year and they just sucked. They, you know, they won the first two and then they just lost three in a row to the, uh, you know, the Giants. It was horrible. That was a, uh, just a very horrible experience there. Have an opportunity to right the ship this year and and really um, win on Tuesday. It's all about Tuesday. you got to win on Tuesday. Johnny Cueto taking the mound. He was out for the majority of the season. Um, he's been thrust into this position where he's going to be the starter now. How quick do they go to Billy Hamilton? How quick do they bring someone? Uh, Homer Bailey's not really a candidate for coming in, but if it's me... I don't know what I would do if I was the manager. Would I throw a roll as Chapman in there in the fifth round? Probably not. Or in the fifth inning? Probably not. But I would I try everything go, to get yeah. out of Tuesday. You got to win Tuesday. I think you got to throw all your marbles out on Tuesday's game. Yeah, I mean, bring but, out bring out all the ammunition. You know, they have to play like it's the last game. You got to score yeah. runs. Yeah, play I, like it's the last. I'll game. I'll be interested to see how they use Billy Hamilton on Tuesday. You know, Billy Hamilton's been playing some right. I'm sorry, from some center field when they moved Chu to the left field. Uh, position. Yeah, he's and been hitting the ball pretty good this year, right? Hamilton yeah, has, well. yeah, very since well. he's been up. That yeah. was the concern about him because was can he get on base? So far, he's been able to get on base, mm-hmm. and he scores a run every time he plays, and he steals a base. So, I mean, how early will they use him? How early will they pull Cueto if he if he's not doing good? I may be overanalyzing it, but the more I think about it, the more nervous I get. <laughs> so we can go back to the NFL here, Carlo. What what other games are on the, the docket today? Well, we never t- the Philly Denver game. We didn't pick uh, a winner for that one. Uh, I got to go Denver. I'm not going to uh, rock at the Denver, boat there. No. Malhouse State. Well, it's not Malhouse Stadium anymore. I forgot the name of the field. Uh, what's the new stadium? Uh, Sports Authority Field at Mile High now. Uh, Still Mile High. So uh, it's always a concern with a team coming to Denver. Have you ever been to Colorado before? I've been to Colorado, yeah. I've been to Colorado. Uh, my parents actually live in Colorado. Uh, they do. But, yeah. When you go going up a flight of stairs, man, it's it, different. It, it takes my it takes it takes my my breath away. Really, it is different. So athletes going over there and having to play in that type of condition, it, it's rough on them for a four, a four quarter game. So it's be interesting to see how Michael Vick performs to, uh, tonight. You know, is he going to turn the ball over? I think this is his last game as a starter if he doesn't perform well. Uh, I heard if he a, doesn't perform, he's getting pulled next week. Yeah, I heard a statistic earlier today on my my drive in that Chip Kelly came in and the one thing he preached preseason was we're going to run more plays than anyone in the league Mm -hmm. well three games into it on average the Eagles are running one more play per game than they did last year (laughs) so I mean I think that it's really a a wake-up call to Chip Kelly and maybe some other coaches who come in and think that they're going to automatically you know be able to dictate the pace of this this um, crazy intense NFL game I, I don't I don't think it's that easy I'm not saying Chip Kelly's a bad coach 
I mean, he's doing some 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 good things. The first thing he's doing that they didn't do last year, they're giving McCoy the ball more. So let McCoy run the ball. He's a he's a beast. He's a beast behind you know. You're right. They're yeah, they're yeah. giving it to him more. They're letting him run instead of last year or years before. McCoy they would didn't only focus have on six, running the ball. They wouldn't run the ball. Yeah. He, he would get the yeah. ball. Vic would pass it to him on screen passes and things like that. Um, but they would not run the ball. I mean, McCoy would be their leading rushing. He'd run the ball eight times in a game. Yeah. So you know, I, but I'm I'm going with Philly, man. I still believe in Mike Vick just a little bit. I want to see him do well. So uh, he's on a short leash, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but he's but he's definitely on a short leash here in Philly. If he doesn't perform well tonight, he's getting pulled. He won't be the starter quarterback next. Who week. will? Matt Barkley. Okay. Might as well go with the future. Okay. Let's see what he's about. I mean, uh, I mean, Philly won their first game uh, of the season. They lost their last two. So starting out one and three is not a good look for them. One o'clock p.m. Eastern time today. Seattle at Houston. Is Ed Reed playing? That's my first yes, question. Yes, Ed Reed is Ed Reed is playing, and he was saying this is a Super Bowl preview. And what's funny about that statement is Tech, Houston is not a Super Bowl team. Matt Schwab isn't a Super Bowl quarterback. So for him to say it's a Super Bowl preview, I, I it could be. Yeah, I don't think so. They took away the Bengals' Jonathan Joseph, the the very talented cover corner out of South Carolina. They've got Ed Reed, but that's not the they've problem. They've got JJ Watt. The problem they, they've got, is uh, they've got Matt talent. Schwab. That's the problem of this team. Matt Schwab is not performing well. No. I think he's definitely on the decline. It's time for them to find a new quarterback. If they're going to, they got Andre Johnson. They got Arian Foster. Arian Foster. They, they say they've got an okay offensive line, I think. I mean, Schwab is not performing well. At yeah, that's an example of if you've got J.J. Watt, you've got literally Jonathan Joseph and literally you got Ed top, Reed. Yeah, the top you got Ed player. Reed. Yeah, yeah. If you got Ed Reed on your defense, and he's it's actually old Ed playing, Reed. It is. He's yeah. old. But uh, safety's kind of that type of position where you can be old and still really impact things. Rodney Harrison did it up until he was, yeah, Rod, I don't know what age. Rod Woodson did it. Rod uh, Woodson did Deion it. Deion Sanders ended his career playing safety. Yep. Uh, I mean, he, he could play maybe another year or two at that position if he chooses to. I think if he's healthy, he's he's um, if he's if healthy, I think he's one of the best safeties in the league still. You know he's going to – if he plays all game today, I bet he gets an interception. He's good He's good for getting those. He is, <laughs> yeah. and that matters. Yeah, it does. Technically, uh, maybe not the best tackle or things like that. But I'm going with Seattle on this one, man. I don't think Houston stands a chance. Seattle has the best corner DBs in the NFL right now. They have the best secondary out there. And, uh, and they have one of the best running backs – and Marshawn Lynch, and they have the X Factor, Russell Wilson. So they're definitely going to, I think they're going to win easily at Houston. Okay. 27 14. All right. Seattle at Houston. Baltimore at Buffalo today. Now, Baltimore is a team who's lost their identity, no defense. No Ed Reed this year. Ray Lewis called out uh, the team last week saying they had no leaders on the team since he and Ed Reed left. And Joe Flacco has, I mean, not been really negative toward. Ray Lewis, but he he went on a rant about how when when Ray Lewis was um, not Ed Reed, but Ray Lewis when Ray Lewis was doing those pep talks and he was the heart and soul of the team. Flacco's claimed we didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> we had he Flacco has said we had no idea what Ray Lewis was talking about. Every time he gave a speech, we walked away going, "What the hell was he just talking about?" I can see that. So <laughs> interesting. You no, know, Joe Flacco. He's just a he's a quiet guy. You know, he goes. He, he doesn't go out. You know, he goes straight home. He's a family guy. He's kind of awkward on screen. Yeah, he's yeah, he, he's, he, he's different. He rose me as being awkward. You see those commercials and things. I mean, he's socially awkward. I yeah. think he's a socially awkward guy. So I could believe him not having a clue what Ray Lewis was talking about. <laughs> you know, I, heck, sometimes I don't know what the hell heck Ray Lewis was talking about when he was giving some of those speeches. When I, you know, oh, when, I, I believe it. 
Like, I don't even understand the dance he did when he came out on the field. Oh, wow, that cool. was so spectacular. It looked but, cool. Uh, it's yeah. inspirational. Yeah, he, people got behind it. Yeah, the people got behind it. He, I think, I think he just brought a different energy to the locker room. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that and that stuff's contagious. You know, he brings that type of strong force, strong presence in somebody's locker room. But he called out Baltimore this year. He called out the defense. He called out called them out. They're not having any uh, uh, leaders on the team. One of the guys got an incident on a party bus. And I think he smacked a girl. Yep. Uh, something like that. And Ray Lewis is like, where was the leaders and you know, you know who it was? Who? It was, um, who's the big offensive tackle who was for the Vikings? He was on the love boat. It wasn't him. Uh, damn it. Six foot eight. If Peter's listening, he would know. I'll find it. But there was a big tackle, offensive tackle for the Vikings. Okay. First round pick. Uh-huh. Huge guy. And he was on the love boat. Remember the love boat? The the TV when, show? Nope. Not the TV show. When the Vikings got in all that trouble for just oh, exposing themselves to yeah. just random people and yeah. sex was occurring on this houseboat and just a I remember that a big, yeah, a big, yeah. so it's the same guy the Vi- I'm, I'm googling it the Vikings love boat all right so that guy it's his birthday and they go out and they have a, a party bus one of the guys gets into it with a uh, with a stripper he and, didn't make it rain enough yeah and, and she smashes a bottle over his head <laughs> so I mean talk about Bryant that. McKinney Bryant McKinney that's an out of control party Bryant yeah. McKinney is is the guy who who he was involved in the love boat and it was his birthday last week or a couple weeks ago and he he threw a big party they were doing everything legal they weren't drinking and driving they were on one of those party buses uh-huh. and they had some strippers one of the, in one there. ones with the poles yeah you know the normal ones yeah, yeah. everybody knows what we're talking about there I mean God wow. we all get those for our birthday but and and a stripper smashes a bottle over his head I, I forget the name of the guy who who it was but you're right um, he he really he really um, Wow. Ray Lewis is critical of that. Oh, very critical. Now he's an he is an analyst now, so he has to he has to do his job. He's in a different position now, so he he gets to call out athletes now, you know, publicly because he has to do his job, and that's what he did. But you know what, the 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 uh, reporters they love that stuff, man. Remember when Tiki Barber first left and he called out Eli Manning? That became a big ordeal. Oh yeah, people like to bl- yeah. Rodney Harrison left. He, I think he may have called out a couple of defensive players with New England. Greg Jennings yeah. called out Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. It is. When they leave. They, they they call him out. But they're at Buffalo tonight. Buffalo's coming off a loss to uh, the new uh, the the Jets last week. Uh, EJ Manuel, uh, he's been playing playing pretty solid as a, a rookie. I think. You know, he had the game winning touchdown against Carolina the, uh, the week before last. Loses a close game to the New York Jets in that, uh, last week. They're at Buffalo. I, I say they're going to pull out the victory tonight. I don't think Baltimore has an identity anymore. Baltimore doesn't know what they want to do. They don't know if they're going to run the football. Uh, they don't know if they want to pass the football. And if they pass the football, they don't have anyone to throw it to. So uh, this is going to be definitely a rebuilding year for the Baltimore Ravens. What about the 1-2 and two Arizona Cardinals at the 0-3 Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, the Buccaneers, Bay. who just came out and said that they're benching Josh Johnson, their quarterback, in, in, in favor of a rookie. What do you th- I mean, who do you think wins there? You know, I really like Josh Freeman. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know anything about this new guy. What's his name? Mellencamp? I don't even know. Mel- Mellow Kellen or something like that. I'm John not, Cougar, Mellencamp's brother. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with this cat. So it, it, I'm not even sure where he went where he went to college. I had to look it up real quick. But I I, I like Josh Freeman's first year at uh, at Tampa Bay under Raheem Morris. Yeah. Just I mean, Freeman that, seemed promising. They said he had an attitude problem. So I, I don't think he's meshing well with the, with the, with the coach. Uh, Rucker's old coach, I think Shiano. They, yeah, they, they, Who does? Yeah, that's true. That guy is a prick. But Josh Freeman is. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, I'll take Josh Freeman. I'll gamble on Kansas State University product. Josh Freeman. I would definitely got, uh, gamble on Josh Freeman. 
if I was a team that needs a quarterback. And there's a lot of teams out there right now who needs who needs a quarterback. So he could possibly be traded before the trade deadline. Matter of fact, I think he's even asked for a trade. I would. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I don't like, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. I'm picking Tampa Bay to lose that game because I'm just too unfamiliar with the new rookie quarterback. It's there. too bad because they've got, um, you know, they've got the cornerback, Darrell Rivas. They've got some talent on defense. Hey, that's my defense I have uh, on my fantasy squad. I want to see them do well. Maybe that's why you're 0 3. It's probably so. Yeah. <laughs> I need to figure that out. No. So we'll see. Carson Palmer hasn't been living up to the hype. I told you. Yeah. Did I tell you Carson Palmer sucks, man? He's you terrible. Did. He's, I don't know why people, they put him on a pedestal like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not even the top 20 best quarterback in the NFL right now. Tough to argue with. And that. he has Larry Fitzgerald, no excuses. He has all the weapons around him right now to be a successful quarterback. Yeah. And Arizona's one and two right now. Mike Glennon is the, the quarterback. Mike oh, Glennon. my goodness, look at his picture. Great picture for Mike Glennon. He's got blonde hair. Looks like he's 12. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, they're going to lose. Just by looking at this guy. <laughs> He, um, North NC State, so a Phillip Rivers, you know, a, a, a product of NC State. Speaking of Phillip Rivers, I was watching the LSU-Georgia game yesterday, and I saw a guy on the sideline, and I swear, this is how it went down. I was like, that guy looks like Phillip Rivers. Then I saw the back of his jersey. Rivers is his name. I looked it up. I was right. Phillip Rivers' little brother, backup LSU quarterback. Really? Yep. That, that's that. how it went down for me. I, I called it. I was like, that guy looks like Phillip Rivers. Once again, all by myself, run to a, a you know, computer, figure it out, and I was There's right. There's a lot of little brothers. I mean, uh, David, David Car- Carr's little brothers yeah. at Fresno State. Yep. So, yeah. Is it Fresno State? I think it is. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're going to head to a break here. We'll be back with more Weekend Sports Buzz. You're listening to the Weekend You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. And welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz with your host Kelly Patrick. I'm Carlo Kellum. We're still talking the NFL football, talking about the big games that's going on today. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Ohio Bowl. Next up, Dallas at San Diego. The Cowboys, America's team. Against Phillip Rivers, who you've identified as Phillip Rivers' little brother at I, LSU. I nailed it. Yeah, what, what a prediction. I, I tell to you yourself. what, I was That's in the zone. It. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Peter messaged me and said, did you just make a prediction to your uh, to yourself and brag about it? And I said, yes, I did. It's pretty impressive. So we'll see. The Chargers, you know, they, they've had uh, – I didn't even know Eddie Royal was still in the NFL. Yes, he is. And He's a couple weeks good, ago, yeah. he caught, I think, three touchdowns. Yeah, his old, uh, his old buddy from out of Denver. Yep. Eddie Royal and Jay Cutler. I mean, I said Jay Cutler. No, Phillip, they played college ball together. Phillip Rivers and Eddie Royal, right? Did they? I believe I'll look so. It up. I believe they played in college. I okay. could be wrong. Peter, correct me if I'm wrong. Peter's all over it. Let's see. So um, I I I don't know about this Chargers team. At one point, their general manager and their leadership, they had some of the most talented guys in the NFL. Um, you know, I'm talking about Sean Merriman. Uh, oh, he's got, a jerk. Let me like tell you a story about him. Jamal, real quick. Jamal Williams. Okay. I really don't like Sean Merriam. I had a chance to run into him during the Derby a couple years ago. Really? And he was just a complete jerk. Uh, I was with my sister at the time. And matter of fact, we was in the press area. And I was like, hey, man, she wants to take a picture with you. Do you mind? He's like, I'm not Sean. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm nobody. I'm not. You know, he was just being a complete. <laughs> I was about to say something you said the last segment. But he was just being a complete jerk. Yeah. I, I, I owe our listeners an apology. I used the P word in the last segment. and. And Bacon let us know that 
for whatever reason, and, and I believe it, the, you know, radio has different rules. I'm not allowed to use that anymore. So I'll just go ahead and say, um, I, it sounds like Sean Merriman was being the P word. Yeah, he, he really was. I mean, he, I was just so, uh, and this is right after his, uh, you know. Steroids? His, the steroids. He was kind of on the downside of his career. He, I, honestly, he should have been happy I even noticed him. <laughs> he should be happy someone even noticed who he was, but he was just being a complete jerk. Uh, he's somebody that I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I don't like him at all. After meeting him as a person, I don't, I don't like him as a person. I wonder what he's doing now. I think I've seen him on he's some reality. He's commentating. Uh, he was on uh, one of these shows on ESPN this past week, filling in. Uh, I think uh, Numbers Don't Lie, one of those shows. But he, he's not playing in the NFL right now. Nobody wants him. He was pretty good there his time, for His for, time for has passed until he got busted with steroids. He yeah. was a, a second coming of LT is what people were saying. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor. Garbage. Is. You know what? You know, me being a Giants fan, that is a, never put that guy in a category as LT. I knew saying that would, would get people riled yeah. up. But it was a 3-4 defense. He was an outside linebacker, you know, 6'4", 260 pounds, coming off the edge, sacking quarterbacks. I mean, he led the NFL in sacks in 2006. So he, he had a very brief stint at the top of the – the league, but my point was this Chargers team. Philip Rivers has stood the, you know, he's stuck with the team. He's been with them for a while now. This is his last year. You think if he's they, gone? They don't do anything this year. They're two. They're one and two right now. And I called this last week. Tennessee beat them. Remember, I said it last week. I said Tennessee did. is going to beat San Diego. They beat them twenty to seventeen. The only win they have this season is against the Philadelphia Eagles, who they beat thirty. They put up. They're putting up points. First game of the season, they put up twenty eight points, losing to uh, Houston 31-28. Beat Philly thirty three thirty. Last week, they only put up 17 points against the Tennessee Titans. So tonight at uh, San Diego, Dallas is coming in town. This should be a good game, honestly. It should be a lot of offense on bo- for both sides of the field. Phillip Rivers, this season, 70 of 100 for 70, you know, clearly 70% passing. All right. Eight touchdowns, one interception, just under 800 yards passing. Got to say he's having a hell of a, a season. 116.2 passer rating. If he keeps this up. I mean, he's on pace to have the best season of his career. From a fantasy perspective, he was very down the list this year of of uh, of quarterbacks. I thought about taking him, but I, you know, I, you just don't know what to expect. A new coach, new system. You don't, because you, you know we were all accustomed to the Norv Turner. I love my tight end, and I, that's not a sexual comment. That's a he loved Antonio Gates. He loved the Philip Rivers to Antonio Gates combo, and and. North Trimmer does does love that. I think he's now with Cleveland, and you can see what they're doing there. Their office is is awful. <laughs> it's awful, but they're using the tight end. They're using the that tight end that they got. Yeah, he's yeah. putting up big numbers. I got him in one of my leagues. But it, it's different when you got a new coaching uh, staff come in. You never know what you're going to get. Philip Rivers' first season with the Chargers was 04, 05, and then he played sixteen games in 06. So he's been there a while, and he's on pace to have a good season. So. Dallas, Marco Murray emerged last week, uh, rushing for 175 yards and a touchdown against St. Louis. So like I said, St. Louis is terrible. That's another so we already talked about them. But Dallas, they 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 ran the ball last game, but then again it was against St. Louis. But it looks like they're getting their identity back running the ball with Marco Murray, who uh I think he was on the verge of being benched there at one point at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But they traded uh let's see here. Did the Giants trade for somebody or did they trade let's see. Who are their back who's their backup running back? For Dallas? Yeah. Uh I think they traded Felix Jones to another team as well. Yeah, they got thinking. rid of Felix Jones. So they bailed on their Arkansas first round draft pick running back. They got Lance Lombard. Okay, so nobody. 
right? Well, I, I would say he's a, he's a nobody. He's out of North Texas, 5'8", uh, 180 pounds, small guy, kind of like a, a Sproles type of uh, a running back, quick. Uh, Stocky. Yeah, you can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, you know, he's he's not a – I don't think he's a starting running back right now. But okay, but he he gives him a little bit more uh, versatility coming out of the uh, the running back position. So, he catches the ball better than Dorico Murray. So are you, are you um, predicting that the the Cowboys? What was your prediction for the Cowboys game? I'm going with San Diego. It's at home. Okay, so you know uh, Dallas is two and one right now. It's in San Diego. I think San Diego. Is, this is a a must win game for them. Uh, one and two. They don't want to start the season one and three. Are you a Tony Romo guy? Or no, are you I don't anti-Tony like Tony. I don't like Tony Romo. Okay. But I think he's a decent quarterback. Where does he rank in the NFL? He's a top 15. Top 15? Yeah, he may be a top 10 guy. I'd say maybe top 10. Maybe top 10. At the lower half, he's in the 9 or 10 spot. Should we rank our quarterbacks? Who's the best quarterback in the NFL right now, Carlo? Eli Manning. No, I'm joking. The best quarterback in the NFL right Andy now. Dalton. No, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I still think he's the best quarterback. Then, all right, so I'm holding up my fingers here. Then who? Peyton? Uh, Joe Flacco. He's coming off the Super Bowl, no, man. No, you kidding me? He, the, you see the performance. You, the performance he I put in the playoffs last season. I will walk season. out of this studio. The performance he put on in the playoffs last season. I I'm getting ready to walk out of this studio. He's a Super Bowl champ. He's a champ. He is. So is Trent Dilfer he and Brad Johnson. But no, he actually has something to do with them winning. Carlo Robert Ori's a Hall of Famer, and now this. Yes, Robert Ori is all. Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl with his all arm. All right, all right. You got did he Aaron not win Rod- with his arm? Aaron, he did. He Aaron won with Rogers his arm. Rodgers is your number one. Joe Flacco is your number two. Who's number three? Uh, I go with Eli Manning. <laughs> that's my quarterback. Above Peyton? That's Tara ter- Owens ter- ter- would say. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback, that's my man. Okay. So you got Eli, Flacco. I mean, Peyton Brady. hasn't won anything. Okay. Yeah, I, he I, won I, a Super Bowl. Not in t- almost 10 years ago. No, it was 2006. Okay. It's almost it's 24 it's almost eight 10 years, years ago. ago. Almost 10 years ago. Anyway, he's okay. a, Peyton's in the top five. He's better than Brady's, Flacco. Brady's dropped out of the top five. Right, he's so lost his last four? two Super Bowls. Who's four? Uh, who is four? Huh. Peyton, come on, man. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady? Nah. I will flip this table nah. over. <laughs> Brady's lost his last two Super Bowls. How can you go with him? He makes it to the Super Bowls. He had garbage defense the last time he won. Drew Brees, man. Can't Drew, Brees Drew Brees is four. Okay, yeah. who's five? Uh, uh, man, I'm looking at the list here. I'm, I'm trying my hardest to keep Peyton and Tom out of it, this as is, you can see. This list reeks of just horrible. Uh, I mean, are you being paid off? I might have to go with Matty Ice, man. Matt, <laughs> Matt Ryan's your Matty number five. Ice. Then I will put in Brady and uh and, and uh, Peyton after that. All right, six or seven. Now where's Tony Romo coming? He's nine. He's about nine. Who or 10. are we leaving out? Your boy Colin Kaepernick. You you love Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he's not a top ten. He hasn't played a full season yet. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's in the top ten. So is he above? Um, who did you just say? I put him at eight. So Russell Wilson's eight. Yeah. Okay. You know, based off last season, I would love to throw RG3 in the top 10, but I just can't. You're not putting Schwab in there? Nah, he's... No. What about Phillip Rivers? He's close. He's close. He may, he's close. See, it's easy to, to, to be critical of NFL quarterbacks. But, what, what that exercise shows me is, A, Carlos being paid off by Joe Flacco. <laughs> B, when you actually start to rank the quarterbacks and the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, it's a, it's a different game. I mean, Phillip Rivers and Tony Romo, guys like that, actually are... Should or they should be ranked pretty high. I don't. I don't consider Andy Dalton to be much better than maybe the sixteenth or seventeenth best quarterback at best. 
He's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of uh, criticism this season, and I don't know why. And I like Andy Dalton. They're doing good, but he's getting. We'll see how it goes today at one o'clock against the the the, the Browns. Should be an easy win for them. I mean, at one point last week, I was sitting there watching the game, and they started turning the ball over. The Bengals got up early on the the Packers, and then they started turning it over. And I was thinking in my head, I mean, I'm an extreme Here we go again extreme yeah. fan. I was just, oh God, there's a whole, you know, Dalton is horrible. We kept turning the ball over. So uh, where, where would you rank Dalton? Just off the top of your head, we don't need to go through. He's in the top twenty. He's probably like seventeen, okay. eighteen. Yeah. What about like uh, EJ or Manuel? It's too young to say. He's okay, still Cam rookie. Newton. I think Cam Newton actually deserves some credit. He's not a top ten quarterback. Maybe fifteen. I, some reason I like Cam Newton's game. The reason is, is I saw him air it out, and he almost has that that deep ball type pass that I like. I love so much that Flacco and and Eli Manning have. If Steve Smith is on a out route or, or whatever whatever their their quarterback, or I'm sorry, their wide receiver is that he hit for a deep hail mary type touchdown last week. Cam Newton's got the arm to do it, and we know that he's. Strong enough and physical enough to take a beating. Yeah, shut up, my Giants. Unlike Michael Vick, and he can run, and yeah. he he can do everything. And he's a big guy. I mean, he's like six 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 five. He's huge. He is. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a man. Child. I don't know how it happens, but Peyton Manning's my in my opinion the best quarterback ever, and I really like Cam Newton. Okay, this ever stuff, man. He's only won one Super Bowl. I'm, I mean, the Lost most talented. The he doesn't have the best resume ever. Obviously, he didn't win the Super Bowls. I'm saying if I, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a surgeon out there on the field. He picks apart the defenses. He's probably the smartest quarterback that's ever played the game. I think that's what I mean. Yeah. You get him on your team. He's, 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 he's your he's, offensive coordinator. He's everything. He, you know, you're gonna your your offense is not gonna suck if you have Peyton Manning at quarterback. I think that there can be times when you have Tom Brady and your offense isn't that great. Terry Bradshaw certainly. Um, John Elway maybe not. Probably not because he. He's so you multi- think Peyton Manning will be a coach? I don't know. I, I I think he could. I don't know how. I, I mean, Jason Garrett could be a quarterback and turn coach. He'd certainly he was can. a backup quarterback. People, I know. That's he was not, terrible. It's like Tom Crean. He's a terrible backup Tom, Tom quarterback, Crean, and he's a terrible head coach. Tom Crean didn't even play much on his high school basketball team. I think that there's an element of, if I'm Michael Jordan and I'm coaching a I mean, basketball that, game, and I say, hey, guys, if you have a fast break and there's two guys uh, you know, between you and the basket, just run up and dunk over them. <laughs> I'll do it. Watch. You, you here. Look. Let's watch my highlights. I don't think that, that that comes through to players. If you're that great, I don't think it works. I don't think that there's any way you can relate to guys who are not that good. That's Dang. that's my theory. That's a good point. That's that's a good point. I guess. <laughs> and there's been an exce- there's been exceptions. Doug Collins, I think, won the uh, MVP of the NBA. Doug Collins was a great. Uh, or Dave Collins was an MVP well, of the NBA. Really, he, 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 I don't know. Well, actually, Doug, Doug Co- Co- nothing. It was the, the uh, not, not, not the Doug AF, Collins. A, the, the, a, whatever the ABA. Okay. Doug Collins was a star in the ABA. So there are some exceptions to the rule. Um, you know, but most Doc great, Rivers most was a great, great player. I think he wasn't a great. player. He was a good player. He was a game man. He was a good. He was a good piece. Of, I mean, he was good pieces of Len, puzzles. Lenny you know. Wilkins. I mean, he he was. Uh, He's top fifty. He won a he won a championship and won a, a championship. Lenny, Lenny Wilkins yeah. is so old that yeah, he's, he's way old. before I, mean, I, I never I never seen him play. Me neither. But he's top fifty, and he's the all time leading uh, winner in the history of the NBA. I don't think he's a top fifty player of all time. He was when they they came out with the top fifty. That yes. was twenty years ago. Okay, well <laughs> maybe they'll redo it. Wes Unsel was on there. No Kentucky <laughs> players. Wes, on that note, oh no Kentucky. <laughs> on that okay. note, we're gonna head to a break here. Um, we will be back. Carlo and Kelly will be back with more weekend sports buzz.
Now back to the weekend sports buzz. Call in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. And welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz with your host, Kelly Patrick. I'm Carlo Kellum. Don't forget about the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. Talking NFL still. A lot of great games on tap tonight. I'm looking forward to my Sunday, relaxing at home on my couch, maybe pop me up a couple few and sit there and watch a few games with my laptop on my lap, following my fantasy squad that's terrible this year. It's always an enjoyable thing, even if, you're, uh, if your team isn't, you know, if your fantasy team isn't doing that good. It's always fun, always action. Yeah, my fantasy team isn't doing good. My real-life team isn't doing good. None of my teams are doing good in none of the sports this year. None of them. My Wildcats lost yesterday. My Giants are 0-3. I hope today is a, is a better story for the Giants at Kansas City, which I'm predicting that my New York Giants will go into Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium, and hand Andy Reid his first loss as a Kansas City's Chiefs head coach. They're going to put the pressure on Alex Smith, force him to turn over the football. Uh, even the, the offensive line is going to block better for Peyton. They said they haven't been executing well, which is obvious because we're 0-3. Who's the pass rushers you got? Justin Tuck? Uh, Tuck's, you, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, and I'm not trying to be mean, but don't the Giants suck? <laughs> Am I allowed to say that, Bacon? <laughs> I mean, we, we're, like I said, we're not, we're, it's definitely a, uh, a retuning year, but it's only the first quarter of the season, man. You can't, you can't really go off the first quarter too much. How many of those are they got? Matthias Kiwanuka? Who's a stud? <laughs> Do they have Sean Rogers? Look, they got Sean Rogers. 6'4", 350-pound Sean Rogers is on the Giants. I like that. I, mean, I, I would so want him on the Bengals. He's old. Remember when he got caught bringing guns onto an airplane? <laughs> yeah, I remember that, yeah. I mean, we still got Pierre Paul, you know, who's tough. I, and, I, and I like Prince Amakon. I can't say Amakamura from out of Nebraska. He's, to my opinion, one of the top cor- uh, cornerbacks in the league right now. Uh, we still got Corey Webb. I mean, we, we got some pieces. We got Andrew Rowe. It's just, it's just not coming together for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, but, it's but a, coach is going to have to figure it out. A unique team there. The Giants are. They're, they're up his and job down. is going to be alive. Really, we don't. We can't run the ball. That's our problem. We have no running game. The running game is not existent, and teams know that. So it's easier for them to, to, to create a game plan around uh, Peyton uh, Eli Manning passing the ball because they don't really have the game plan for us running the ball because we don't know how. But we're going to win tonight. Get our first win against Kansas City. Mark my words. Coming off a 38 to nothing embarrassing loss last week to Carolina, I was almost embarrassed to say that I was a Giants fan last week based off that loss. There's no way. I mean, getting shut out, man, that's just like the worst thing that can ever happen to your team. Not even put up a – we can't even score three points. I mean, it's ridiculous. Coughlin needs to get it figured out. This could very well be his last season. And I hate to say that because he, no brought, way. Us, no he way. brought us two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls, and you still got your quarterback who's yeah. many years away from retirement. You got to lose out and, and try to get the the, the Hey, Lane Kiffin's on the market. Oh my God, no way! Maybe, Why not? Maybe Lane special, Kiffin, <laughs> special teams quarterback or special teams coordinator, maybe something like that. Some lame or not lame, but some position you know like that. I'm I'm getting blown up here. Bacon said Giants are more like midgets. Oh not, nice gosh. text there, Bacon. Uh, Is that Kevin Bacon? <laughs> no, Bacon. Trevor Kelsey Bacon. Oh, okay. The legendary. No, Trevor, no, Trevor, no relation to Kevin. He is actually first cousins with Kevin Bacon. Is he really? No. no six, All right. you know, the six degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon. Peter, Peter messages in. Interesting to note. Peyton Manning left Tennessee. What happens? 
they win a national championship. Colts have been pretty good since Peyton left. With T. Martin. With T. They Martin. They won with T. Martin and couldn't win with, with – that, that's the year when Peyton Manning stayed at Tennessee to win the Heisman, and then he lost it to uh, – what's his name? Woodson. <laughs> <laughs> he loses to Woodson. So he he didn't win the Heisman his senior year, stayed in to win – didn't win that, didn't win a championship. It took him forever to win a championship in Indianapolis. But you're right, though. Teams become too dependent on Peyton Manning. So, so that's that's Peter's and, and note. It was evident because Indianapolis sucked the year after he left. Peter's verbiage is, do Peyton Manning teams get too Peyton-centric? Too much focus on putting guys around him and not on defense? I think there's definitively truth to that. If they, if they and, and, and he brings up a good example. If Doomerville was still the best player on the team, which monetarily-wise he was, would the Broncos have taken more? Would they have taken it more seriously to keep him on the roster? Well, they, no, he had a hiccup in his paperwork. He, he did. wanted to stay. But they at could Bronco, have kept him. He wanted to stay. But they, at Bronco. Would, they weren't going to pay him the money. They weren't. They could have. But he could have had the money. But he missed a lot the of deadline. money goes to your quarterback. Yeah. I think there's some truth to that. I'm saying salary cap aside, I take Peyton. If if it was just a draft and their salary salary cap was irrelevant, I would take Peyton. I don't disagree with Peter's point that Peyton Manning comes on your team. You focus around him. You're worried about. You know, do we have a running back? Do we have all, uh, all the weapons Peyton wants? And do we have the speedy pass rush to dictate the pace of the game? You don't focus on guys like um, Sean Rogers. You don't have guys like yeah. Ndamukong Sue, guys who can come in. And they, those are the guys I love, guys on defensive line who are just huge and aren't going to let you run the ball. Peyton Manning is a stat guy that just so happens to have a championship ring. He will not win a Super Bowl in Denver. He'll put up some great numbers maybe next year, maybe play two more years, and then retire gracefully. But he is not going to win another Super Bowl, mark my words. He's not going to win a Super Bowl with Denver. It is too bad. They lost their left tackle, Ryan Clady. They lost Elvis Dumerville. Von Miller's going through whatever he's going through. Um, it seemed on paper like this Broncos team would defy all the Peyton-isms of those Colt teams where they had an undersized, horrible defense. And and that they would be able to have Von Miller and Elvis Dumerville and and you know I know he's old Champ Bailey still you know he's a, right he's now okay they're ranked they're ranked thirtieth right now overall and uh uh their defense is as far as passing yards sounds like a Colts team they're ranked uh, so I mean maybe, there's a lot of truth to that but they're problem. number one against the run so Peyton Manning's passing the ball everybody knows when you pass the ball oh are they number one against number the one run? against the run against the run yeah number one against the run forty three yards per game per game average against them. For the wow. first three games of the season. Okay. Wow. Of course, number one overall in passing. But, yeah, they're, they're the number one run defense right now. But they they can't stop the pass. <laughs> Just got about six minutes left in the show today. Anybody wants to squeeze in? 384-1450. NBA news. Jawan Howard is now the new assistant coach with the Miami Heat. Man, that guy is. He's riding this Miami train all the way to the end. <laughs> He's riding, riding the Fab Five. How much He's street cred or, or cred does that get with the younger guys? Yeah, man, you know, you're wearing baggy shorts, Fab Five, that, I was a big part of why. Yeah, they created that. I mean, so you, you have automatic credibility forever if you're Jawan Howard. And he's Howard. the only one out of the Fab Five who has a, a championship ring. Is that right? Well, he has two now. He's been on the last two Miami teams. Chris Webber never got one. Jalen Rose was close with my close. Pacers. Yeah, he was close, but he's the only one. With Bacon one. and I's Pacers. Yeah, he's the only one to get a ring out of the Fab Five. Wow. Jawan, I mean, uh, Webber never made it to the NBA Finals. He made it to the, uh, I think, the conference championship with Sacramento that one year when they were really. It was a good a five year period where Sacramento was really good. But you know who ended his dream, his streak? Who ended his possibility of making it to the championship? 
Who? Big Shot Bob. The shot he hit from the corner against Sac- Sacramento. Hall of Famer in Carlo. Hall of Famer. Okay. Seven, I mean, seven rings? Seven rings? And you could say he's not a Hall of Famer? I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I could I'd be interested to hear what Bacon has to say about that. Baker's a big NBA statistician. Like I said, I could have said if he rode the bench for seven championships. I mean, come on. He was a major factor. Is Robert Horry an NBA Hall of Famer? Does he deserve to be? He did win seven championships. Was he worthless on any of those teams? No. He was valuable. Big shot Bob. He was clutch. He deserved that name, Big Shot Bob. That was who he was. How, uh, how about LeBron James at the Ohio State game last night? Was he there? Yeah, he was there. Okay. I don't know. Could he be coming back to Cleveland? I mean, hey, he's he's coming back home. He's at the Ohio State game with a Buckeye shirt on. On the sideline. They re-signed Ray Allen. Juwan Howard's uh, signed on to be along with Spolstra and get his coaching career started. I don't think LeBron's going anywhere, at least for a few years. Would he? Would I be shocked if he ended up back with the uh, Cavs? No. But but I think it'll be a few years. What do you think? I think it'll be a complete utter, a complete mistake for him to even go anywhere close to Cleveland. Right. Well, you know what, Cleveland, um, they're they're looking good this year. I like I like the addition of Bynum. I like the draft pick they got. I like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, and they also got a they picked up a few more pieces, but they got, they got a strong team. They could be building for LeBron to come back with these pieces they have in place right now. Uh-huh. Like, you never know. Who else did they draft? Let's see. Well, they had the number one overall draft pick. They got a a, a power forward. Uh, I forgot his name out of UNLV. Anthony Bennett. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's good, man. He was a one and done. Kentucky thought they had him at one point. I watched him a little bit in the NIT. He can shoot threes. He's 6'8", 240, but huge wingspan um, because of the UNLV type connection. I've heard comparisons to Larry Johnson. I don't know how accurate that is. He's got a huge wingspan. He can shoot three pointers. He carries the but he's he a can, power forward. Yeah, he can, he has better uh, ball handling skills than Larry Johnson. What you were thinking of was they picked up Earl Clark. Earl Clark, yeah, Earl Clark, another big man who left Kobe. See, Kobe Bryant, he's had the best big man around him his whole tenure at the Lakers, and he's ran them all away. Eric Clark had a good season last year for the Lakers. He ran him away. Speaking of big shot Bob, what do you think of me comparing Earl Clark to Robert Ory? Comparing Earl Clark to Robert Ory? Maybe a little bit similar. Same size. No. Robert Ory, he could he could play small. He can shoot. He can dribble. Earl Clark can too. No, nah, he can't play yeah, he small can. forward. Yeah, man. he can. He's, Robert Ory played he's a little listed as guard. a small forward on their site. He's a power forward. He's 16. He was a shooting guard in high school. He's power forward all the way. I no. can't see him playing small forward all. He'll he get, doesn't have seven they'll, rings. They'll, 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 teams with dribble circles around him. LeBron James will take him to school. They got Jarrett Jack. I like Jarrett Jack out of Georgia Tech. Yep, he had a good season last year with Golden State. Uh, I think Golden State should have kept him. That was a good pickup by them. They, they, they've loaded this year. Cleveland's loaded. They got Tyler Zeller. On paper, they look like the Washington Redskins. Anderson Verzhow throwing all the money at people. Throwing all the money, yeah. They look great on paper. Good roster there. Um, a little bit of NBA talk. Hey, no, we want, we're, we're only 30 days away. The season's right around the corner. Wow. I, I didn't yeah. realize that. I, actually, what? Uh, Who's your team? I'm a Miami Heat fan. Okay. But I've been a Miami Heat fan since Ronnie Sykley, wow. since Greg Minor Day, since Glenn Rice and Steve Smith. I'm a Maybe long Jordan. time Miami Heat fan. I like Way this. before LeBron James. Okay. Well, fair enough. I'm a Pacers Alonzo fan. Alonzo Mourning is one of my favorite players of all time. There you go. I've been a huge fan of Miami. Fair enough. A real fan. Not one of these closet fans who just jump on the bandwagon. What do you mean? Closet, yeah. you know, bandwagon Miami Heat fans? Yeah, I'm not what? a bandwagon Miami Heat fan at all. I'm one of the real true fans. I had I, I got a picture of me in uh, middle school. Was it middle school? Yeah. 
my eighth grade, no, it was ninth grade, high school, wearing a Greg Minor Miami, Greg Minor Miami Heat jersey. Baby Jordan. Baby Jordan. Won the dunk contest. Yep. Not the best player. He was terrible. <laughs> yeah. But he did win the dunk contest, and he had a cool nickname. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. And Tim Hardaway had a good run with him. Yeah, Tim Hardaway. Great teams back in the day. But you know what? Good show. Good show. Always fun to be here with you. I got a new nickname for you for the knockout hour. Okay. Your boxing name is Kelly Buzzsaw Patrick. Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw Patrick. That's, a, right. that's the knockout, knockout hour name for you. For those of you who <laughs> don't know, 9 till 10 every Sunday, we do our, our knockout hour show. Stay tuned or, you know, stick with us next weekend, Saturday 9 to 11 and Sunday 10 till 12 for more weekend sports buzz. We'll see you next weekend.